Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we're excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through, experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, any time. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end of the program, where we're also going to share some exciting opportunities. And please always feel free to share this with people who you know will find it of interest. So I go back with Tommy Waller, was thinking about it, gosh, at least 15 years. Um, I mentioned that we're that I'm sitting in the in the original Bible Belt. Um, Tommy's sitting in the northern <laughs> part of the original Bible Belt, but we met in what they call the buckle of the Bible Belt, which is not local, but in Nashville, Tennessee. Momentally, at a restaurant called Nashville, which is very cute. Yeah. Love getting to know, right, Tommy? Remember that? Um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and we it, it's got to be at least 15 years ago, probably a drop. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. here in Israel about 20 years. Now, I don't normally like to read a bio, but yours is cool because it kind of tells a story. So let me introduce you to people who, don't yet know you, but need to know where you're coming from. Um, Tommy is the president and founder of Hayovel. He found his life's mission in the mountains of Israel. His family works alongside him to educate the Christian world about the unique role of the Jewish people and their position in the nation of Israel. Tommy was born in a devoted Southern Baptist family, the grandson of a minister, And Tommy and his wife, Sherry, of 37 years, have 11 children, six daughter-in-laws, two sons-in-law, and 30 grandchildren and counting. Tommy left his corporate management position years ago at FedEx to come home and learn to live off the land in an Amish community, a little bit outside of the norm, and a lot off the grid for six years they stripped away all of the distractions of modern American lifestyle while devoting strong family ties and work ethics. And if you see them and get to know the family, I mean, I don't know what they were like before, but wow, that's certainly abundant today. The focus on family created a deep confidence and sense of security. And during this season, Tommy traveled to Israel for the first time in 2004, which was the year that I came to Israel with my family. And he was just with some friends on a business trip but it was then that he saw the, the vineyards and read the prophecies that relate to the vineyards and many other things that are now being fulfilled here in the land. His deep faith and wholeheartedness, wholeheartedness called him to trade the ordinary for the extraordinary. It's amazing. Tommy began traveling back and forth from Nashville to Israel with his family and friends. Tommy courageously advocates for the Christian community to support the Jewish community in their God-given role as a light unto the world, not limiting themselves to purely engage in the Christian arena. Under Tommy's direction, Hayovel 
continues to train its volunteer force to engage in Israel advocacy, both in the church and the state and in their home countries, with the full endorsement of the state of Israel under the Hayovel Project Advocacy Program. Tommy himself speaks on Israel's behalf with politicians and statesmen and statesmen, and honestly, just about anyone he can get his big arms around. And Hayovel has become an incredibly important bridge between Christian nations and the heartland of Israel. It's kind of embarrassing after two years of hosting this podcast. This is the first time I'm having Tommy on. And it, it, it's all, it certainly wasn't the Joseph story, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. This is maybe an oversight, but it's a really, really important time that we're having the conversation now because Tommy was had his hands on the pulse of a lot of what was going on in May this year with an incredible global 21-day fast and prayer for Israel. And Tommy's got a unique perspective about it. So I'm really, really excited to have Tommy Waller here from Hayovel, sitting in Samaria, me in Judea, and have a really interesting conversation as we kind of unpack what happened in May and what's the significance and then what are the next steps. I call it sort of the Monday morning quarterbacking for Americans following. You'll understand for the rest of you. You can email me and I'll try and get you the proper cultural analogy. Tommy, um, it's always great to see you in person, far too infrequent. And this is really great too, to host you on Inspiration from Zion. Welcome. Jonathan, you are, you are a great friend. I, I consider you a friend and a brother. We, we, um, so many good conversations over the years and so many yeah. good things that we, we really partnered on in to, you know, get the message of Israel out there. Uh, especially to the U.S. and and uh, to our Christian friends, um, no, it's uh, it's been a it's been a whirlwind, and I think you're right. I think this is a, a time that that we really needed to have a, a, the conversation, and 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 maybe there'll be more more conversations at, at later. You know, as the uh, as the yeah. story unfolds, we we are. It's not easy you know, bringing our two cultures, our two groups of, uh, together, but we, there's really not a good reason that we shouldn't be walking together, that we shouldn't be our, our love interest, our, our passions should be focused on the same things. Correct. We share a Bible. Correct. We share God. We share a Bible. We share as you, uh, as alludes to in your prophecy, in your book, the prophecies relating to Israel and the significance of the Jewish people, the state, the, the land and state of Israel. Um, and that's enough. You know, I, I, I speak about building bridges and sometimes on a bridge and you're from, you're from the country, you've driven over many country bridges where there's a weight limit. So we can leave the weightier things behind among friends. We can and do talk about it. But we don't need to push that straight across the bridge right away. And, and, and part of building that bridge is breaking down the barriers and I know you experience this as well. Sometimes I refer to it as a contact sport. Um, it's not an easy path. By the way, before we get into it, and I, I don't want to regret, it's not in your formal bio. I'm going to charge you to change your bio. Tommy and his son, Zach, and I think this is the first podcast conversation I'm doing with one of the 75 authors of the incredible forthcoming uh, book that we are publishing as the Genesis 123 Foundation, Israel the Miracle compilation of 75 essays by 75 Christian leaders all over the world on why Israel is significant to them. And there'll be information 
how you can get that and why. But Tommy, you and Zach wrote something really beautiful and inspiring and goes to your heart. And we'll talk about that today. Uh, not the specific text, but 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 so people get to know you. Let's let's jump in. May was pretty. Okay, and I want to buy. I want to update the bio because you just you brought out as you're reading that. I sent it to you. I didn't read it myself. Oh, uh, not thirty grandchildren. We have forty four grandchildren right we now. We have a very seriously out of date bio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So forty four, just two over the last two weeks. So yeah. So we're uh, we're, and we're eleven children. Obviously uh, the same, but. Uh, there's, there's a, yeah, you, you really brought out the fact that I need that. They need to update. Okay. Probably needs updating at least every six weeks, six <laughs> months, you know, family of 11. Yeah. With right. 11. Right. Amazing. Amazing. So let's talk about May. You and I had a conversation and until Facebook, uh, excuse me, not Facebook, YouTube blocked me for violating community standards. I was uploading a daily prayer, a daily conversation that you and I, that, that, that I was having with Jewish friends, Christian friends, mostly here in the land, about what's the significance of this phenomena that kind of came out, of, to me, it felt like it came out of nowhere, and then just went boom across the world with Christians fasting and praying for Israel over a 21-day period. And you had your hand on the pulse of that. Um, talk first, of, I want to get into the nitty-gritty. I want to unpack it. Um the good, the bad, and the ugly even. But what was the significance of that specifically this year and that month? Well, it it, it actually started with uh, Mike Bickle's uh, announcement in March 7th of, of this year that he felt like that the, that, that the Lord had wanted him to, to do a fast. And, and uh, um, immediately he didn't really know exactly what that would look like. Uh, but there Mike were Bickle, people, for those who don't know, is the senior pastor at International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City. Yes, okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike is the uh, has. I believe it's going now forty years. Uh, wow, it's, uh, it's been going a long time. They established a house of prayer there. Um, very significant. We we have uh, been involved in some ways, not not significantly involved. I've been involved for years, uh, just going there, going to the prayer rooms uh, that they have and, and involved in some of their prayer and worship times. Our children have been involved in it. Uh, but the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, you know, the real International House of Prayer, we, we probably need to say it right off the bat. It's, it's in between where you live and I live. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be in the middle. <laughs> uh, so... So and I've and I've actually shared that every time I see Mike, I said, you know, this is the, you know where the real international house of prayer is. Uh, so, you know, the the is uh, the international house of prayer, and Mike's vision was to always have an Israel connection. Uh, the Israel connection was going to be a a part of IHOP. Uh, and by the way, you know, I hop people think of pancakes. Yeah, so I get really hungry this, thinking about this. Is the, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but they wanted to make sure that they had a part of Israel, and and mainly the just to be blunt, it was um, mainly to support the believers in Israel, the not okay. just the Arab believers, and not just the you know, but also uh, Jewish believers that are that were here, um, that are here. 
so that was that was that was mainly their focus, and I think a lot of churches uh, see sometimes the that, and you know we're talking about the nitty gritty. That's that's pretty much the 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 if you're a Christian, why wouldn't you believe that Jews that are Christian or you know believe in Jesus? Why wouldn't you think that they should be the ones you should be supporting? You know. And uh, and I don't know if you want to go that deep into this, but it's a, a discussion I think that has to has to happen. Okay. It's Christians dealing with how do we deal with that? How do we deal with Jonathan Felstein, who's not a believer in in Jesus or Yeshua, and yet how do we understand that him you returning to the mountains of Israel to to your community in a fraud and establishing? In Judea, a Jew returning to Judea, why is that not, why am I considering you as a lost person mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, that, so there's this, there's this issue that's kind of running within the church uh, in the founding of Israel and uh, in the process and, and, you know, after 1948, after 19, uh, after 1967, when we're returning you know, to when Jerusalem is back and when the Judean Samaria is back. So, but IHOP is, 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 has this little area they call the Israel mandate. And that Israel mandate is a, uh, is, is, is been a part of it almost. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking since the beginning of yeah. their parody. But focusing so, on, but focusing on Christians, right. Messianic believers, in the land not and and uh and and obviously focusing on the the uh the uh hope that every jew would come to that understanding would right. come to know and have faith uh in yeshua or jesus uh as their as understanding is their as their messianic belief sure so it's it's um you know we we came here. We obviously understand. We and we and, and I grew up, as you said, you know, in a Baptist church. I didn't really understand the messianic vision of your, your messianic vision and the messianic vision. I I see in the community that I'm involved in here and the and the whole Judean Samaria narrative and the, the 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 war the fight that's going on. It's all driven, really driven by a messianic vision. And and the explain, explain that, Tommy, because you're speaking to Christians who, when I I'm guessing, like I'm not a Christian, but when you say messianic messianic vision, they're closing their eyes and thinking of whatever depiction of Jesus. But what's that right. messianic vision that you're talking about that Christians that you didn't get that you didn't know until right? 20- yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's it's complicated because you know, and please. You know, don't don't change channels right now. We're, no, no, buckle up. <laughs> you know, we gotta yeah, don't don't turn it don't turn your radio off or whatever you're you're uh listening uh to you right now because I think this is a very important conversation. Um because whether we agree or we whether we agree or disagree, the the what was happening two thousand years ago here in Israel in this Jesus, Yeshua, walking the land here, created a firestorm of, of messianic fervor 
Okay. And uh, I'm thinking for Christians that, that what, what really is really happened to me is to understand, and this is not the first time, you know, Jews are really quick to tell me my Jewish friends are quick to tell me. This is not the first time that we've had somebody, you know, rise up that we believe was the Messiah. Messianic, the Messianic fervor, that zeal within the Jewish community has has created a lot of these these uh names and you could probably name a lot more than i know uh but there are there have been stories after stories of people that really believed and wanted to believe that this was the the one this is the the one who's going to bring the the redemption to, right. to israel to jerusalem um and what i'm reading and what i'm understanding now from 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 my own faith is that was really what was going on there was a a place in a time when those that that sit under the teachings of Yeshua were were really people that really had a zeal for what? They had a zeal for the restoration of Israel. They had a zeal. They had a zeal for the for Jerusalem becoming a praise in all the earth. They had a zeal for the throne of David to be established, like all the prophets said. When I when I'm listening and 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 hearing the messianic story from my my Jewish friends, I'm I realize that that I'm that's in that's also should be mine. What? But obviously, what I'm saying is going to be could be offensive to Jewish people. But the 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 good news is of this is that is that if if my messianic vision is Goes back to that fervor that yeah, that, there you go. that these Jews had. Okay, uh, then then all of a sudden Jerusalem becomes important to me. So let me let me pause that one second and try and replay it from a Jewish perspective. And see yeah, if I got you right. When I'm in my intro, I always say I'm coming to you from the original Bible Belt. Is it fair to say that the messianic vision, the messianic fervor that you're speaking of two thousand years ago, is the original? messianic fervor and that christians today need to connect with that well right we call it replacement theology ah well that's the that's the rejection of that right that's the we call it what we're talking about where i was was in a replacement so we really have to define replacement theology because if we if we really and and all of this we're starting this conversation with with ihop and how this started with mike bickle but i believe it's foundationally we need to it's good to talk about this because the the as we have this Monday morning quarterback yeah. conversation here, the the real problem I think between us is that Christianity as a whole, there's a lot of people waking up. 1948 was a was a bombshell. Yeah, you know, it was a it was it was the you know, the, the, you you put an atomic bomb into Christian replacement theology. Yeah, Israel is back. The Jews are coming back. 1967, another bombshell. You know, we're not only back; you're only coming back. You're coming back to Jerusalem. You're coming back. Now we have this warfare that's going on that every country is putting their two cents in, and they're it's all political and it's all fighting. And we're going to run yeah. on this platform, and this it becomes part of the Republican Party. The Democratic Party. It's every. It, it's taking space on every stage in the world, and 
we need to we we have to really understand that there's a reason for that okay like there's a lot of important things happening in the world and there's a reason for this for this happening okay so israel then becomes has all of a sudden become important it's become a focus again within christianity center stage after 1900 years right okay what do we do how do we process this you know unfortunately for me I didn't process it through, you know, in the in the in my church, in my in my congregation back in Tennessee, I wasn't processing it through the old lenses. Sure. So the 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 lens I began processing this was when God brought me, because this is exactly I had no vision, I had no understanding. Uh, I didn't, very nice. No dream of coming here to the to Israel. Okay. But brought me to a to a a vineyard here on the mountains, on the Mount of Blessing, Mount Gerizim, here in the heart of Samaria. And I met a, a Jewish man. I never met an Orthodox Jew. True. You know? True. And so so my my understanding began as I as I read the, the scriptures, even the New Testament and the and the Tanakh, my vision of, of what the story unfolding looks like became Okay. Came now through through okay. your lens and through okay. my the friends of uh, my Jewish friends, and I'm going, wow, this is this makes the Bible make sense because yeah. we have why why have I have I been an advocate against missionaries? Well, you know because what, Your, missionaries. You go ahead, finish that thought. Yeah, because missionary because in our our missionary. Um, uh, you know, our purpose for bringing missionaries to Israel is to share with you, Jonathan, that if you accept Jesus, that you don't have to, you don't have to keep your, you know, your Torah. I call them markers. The, the Jews kept had markers that marked them. Well, I want like to clarify spot. one thing you said and clarify and correct. You said our purpose in bringing missionaries. This is when I, you're talking about. Uh, well, no, back, church, not, yeah, back. not Tommy Waller and Hayovel. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm, talking, I just want, I, I want to I'm talking about Christianity. What used to be? Why? Why? First Christianity and the and my faith. Okay. Uh, the what? The way? Where I was in that box. All right. Let let let's, let's take, a, let's take a, a a half a minute break and come back to where that box you were in and how you broke out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As remarkable and miraculous as Israel is and its very existence a testimony to God's faithfulness. In many ways, Israel is like most other countries, just as there are parents anywhere who have stronger and weaker parenting abilities, and adults become a product of situations in their lives that they cannot control, making their ability to raise and care for their own children even harder. That's true in Israel as well. The Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation is committed and takes the mandate seriously to care for the least of these, our brothers, our children. We're committed to bless and strengthen orphans and at-risk youth to invest in them, to empower them, so that their future will be brighter than their past or their present. But Israel is unique in that there are always threats of war and terror, which know no bounds. For children who come from homes that are not safe, Sometimes the very scary reality of living in a community that's not safe is too much to bear. We are committed to turning orphans and at-risk youth into children of promise. We fund a variety of programs to help those most in need 
as widely as we can. We invite and encourage you to join us today so that we can ensure their brighter tomorrow. Please visit genesis123.co to find out more and to send your love and most generous donation today. All right, Tommy, you're in a box. <laughs> I wanted to know you're in a box. What an amazing metaphor. Um, right. And you're and something is opening the lid or 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 making you kick out of it. What is that? You come here. Yeah. Um, you know, I couldn't help because one of the things that that was hitting me in the face was my Bible needed to be, there need to be some harmony, for lack of a better word. There need to be okay. a harmony between, between Genesis and in our, in our Bible revelation. Right. And in that, in that harmony, um, I can't look at my faith and then look at the prophets and say, no, you guys were wrong. Or look at Moses and say, you know, you're, this this law is not is not good yep because that's not what now as i'm looking through the lens of in in through through a lens into the new testament that i'm seeing something you know different i'm seeing very fervent jews that are living at there's a lot of you know there's a there's a professor at vanderbilt uh, that's teaching new testament she's an orthodox jew oh yeah uh, i've teaching new testament yeah and and it's it's interesting because there, there is a you know a lot of people are looking at the New Testament as as a light on Jewish the way Jewish people lived two thousand years ago, but I started looking at the because I there are people in Christianity that don't even believe or don't believe that these characters are Jews that that somehow Jesus uh. is a is is a a warrior against Judaism, a warrior against Jews who didn't like Jews. He's there's a story where he's flipping tables in the temple. Yeah. Well, that's because these Jews, he just couldn't handle these Jews. The whole story of Christianity somehow developed over two thousand years to be anti Israel, anti anti Semitic, and then just to put it bluntly, very anti So I'm seeing. I'm waking up to a whole new reality. That the good news about where I, where I'm going and where where I, and then the discussions that I have with Christians. The objective for for all of the Jews that I, that have talked to me, and have have shared their messianic vision. What is their messianic vision for me, Tommy? We have Rabbi Malamed, Rabbi Malamed, and to clarify, Rabbi Malamed is a is the chief rabbi of Harbor Khan, the, the the Mount of Blessing community, where you have fifty families that are right here. It's a very very significant rabbi in Israel. Correct. And without him, we would not be here. What does he What does he see in us? He sees the nations coming. We're not going to get this conversation. Is not the end all conversation. Correct. The end all conversation happens when we show up in Jerusalem. Yes. This is my my now I'm I'm speaking from my perspective now, is that the nations show up in Jerusalem, the Isaiah two passages happen, prophecies happen that the law is going to come forth, 
out of not Nashville. Right. We, we missed it. Right. Jonathan, I missed it. It's Jerusalem. That's right. It's going to come out of Jerusalem. And so what's going to happen? The world's going to get a different understanding. But the first thing we have to do is show up at the right place. Yeah. And so if our if if those Jews that were that were 2000 years ago and even Jesus himself was w- had that messianic vision had that understanding that the house of prayer which he he taught that, that this is not going to be a den of thieves every Jew that I've talked to says I've been it's shocking we lost the temple because of corruption because of right. of, of baseless hatred there's 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 a lot of bad things happening well, he was one of those that was saying, no, this is this can't be like this. It needs to be a house of prayer for all nations. It will be. It doesn't need to be. It will be, he Correct. says, a house of prayer for all nations, quoting from Isaiah 56. That's part of our, that's, that's part of who we are. And so what I'm saying to Christians is we have to show up when all of this unfolds. Okay. There's a lot of obstacles to that, and 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 part of that is our is is getting past our our replacement beliefs, but right. believing that the scriptures are tangible, they're touchable. When I saw the vineyards, and near the vineyard owner said to me and read to me the yes. prophet Jeremiah that said, you know, we're not going to be in captivity forever. That one day in some future time, there's going to be vineyards that are planted on the mountains of Samaria. Yeah. And when we see those vineyards, the Jews were getting excited. My Jewish friends here are excited to see the vineyards. Christians, on the other hand, who haven't, who don't know the the prophecy and don't understand right. the messianic vision, are not are trying to get it. We're growing in that place of excitement, sure, but we're not we're not getting it like like you guys got it because well, and not- to me that was a that that was became if I can say it, it became my mission because right. I experienced something when Nir was reading that passage for me. All of a sudden, I'm not looking at the Bible from a pew anymore. Correct. I'm reading it that God is real. You're experiencing like, it. You're seeing, I'm it. experiencing it. It's 3D. Yes. It's not, it's not literally. Absolutely. That's perfect. Right. 3D. Right. That's exactly. So, okay. What so you, so you get it. We'll, we'll come back perhaps to the bigger vision um, that you have understood and, 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 and for which you're advocating. But I want to come back to this, this past May. Mike right. Bickle in March gets a vision to do something prayer. Um, it takes off like wildfire. I mean, wow. Yeah. All over the world. Well, I, I, I am sharing. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with him uh, my testimony, a lot of what I'm telling you. Uh, he became very excited about the prophecies. He, he, he would write, he'd say, Tommy, tell me more about the prophecies about the land. He called me the, um, well, at first he called me the dirt man. And then he, <laughs> then he started calling me, he said he would call me the, uh, the, the beautiful feet guy, because there's a prophecy, um, there's a prophecy in Isaiah 52 
And this is one of the, the prophecies that I was sharing with him, how beautiful are the feet of those who come to the mountains. Okay. And, 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 and say to Zion, I want to, I want to say at some point, I want to write something. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but what are the Christians supposed to say to you as a Jew? We know one thing is, is that we say in that passage, it, it is how beautiful are the feet of those who come to the mountains of Israel and say to Zion, your God reigns. Now we, we have a song in Christianity called our song, our, our God reigns. Sure. But that's really kind of taken that replacement deal. And we change the words around as if the world is saying it to us and not to you, but it's really a passage that says to Zion, yes. to you. Your God reigns. There's the other, was it Psalms 126? God has done great things for you. There's a lot of these passages that the nations need to be saying, and then Israel's response to that. And so I was sharing uh, with Mike these, these kind of downloads that I was getting, that we're supposed to be at some point seeing eye to eye we're supposed to be that's that's in that that prophetic chapter in Isaiah 52 but somehow our thinking is is that the jews need to come to us which is which is what you see as assimilation which is horrible for the jewish community because we lose we would have lost jewish identity altogether um and i've that's had a those big, that's a very big comment that you just made i think a lot of christians are scratching their heads right now right i had I, if i can tell a story to illustrate it i had a pastor one time come to me and say we he was coming here he was a, he's a pastor of a large church and uh he had his he had his uh another one of his uh, assistant pastors with him and, and their wives and we were visiting the farmers i'm i'm giving the presentation you know and we're the boys are with me and they're giving the presentation. We're trying to get people to understand, you know, what we're doing and, and why this is important. Um, and that's, that's, that's a very significant thing. Why is this, this important, this battle over Israel important for yeah. Christianity? He comes back to me and he says, he says, so Tommy he says, and, and please, please hear what I'm saying. He says to me, you know, Man, I'm so, he's a Tennessee in a very country, country accent. He says, I'm so thankful that Jesus died so I could eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I knew you would laugh at that, but that's, that's actually very precious, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm thankful that Jesus died. And I, and I talked to him and I said, listen, I'd, I'd like to walk that out with you, <laughs> I, you know, because I think this is a conversation we need to have. And uh, he, I said, because what I hear you saying is, is that you met some Jews today. These are the Jews that we that we work with. These farmer, you know, they're they're dirt. They're just like us. They're in the dirt, and they got long payouts, and they got the fully knitted kippas, and they got the, you know, they're just, you know, if you're if you're flying a drone around looking for Jews, these are easy guys to spot. All right, you okay, know, they're they're. they're so, and I'm asking him, I'm saying, you know, what I hear you saying is, is that you would like these guys, these Jews that you met to, to maybe accept Jesus as their Messiah so they could be free to eat ham sandwiches. 
And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I said, and I would think that you would want to do that for every Jew that you met, that that would be, and maybe, you know, and, and I said, but let me just say that if you're successful in doing that, you would have wiped out the whole Jewish nation, the whole Jewish people, because these are markers that God has given them. And we have to be one of the things as Christians. And he you know, looked at me very, very uh, humbly. And he said, I never thought about that. Ah, exactly. You know what? Just as you were setting that up, that would have been exactly what I would have imagined that he would have said. Yeah. He said, I never thought about that. Right. We have to be uh, very careful about what God, because we use the word election in, in, in the New Testament, election of the Jewish people, the chosenness of the Jews, Jewish people. Right. How are they different than we are? What makes them different than us? There's a lot of things that make make you different than 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 me. But it's important for us to be in that supportive role of understanding that your position is so important and keep that because there's a curse that most Christians also don't understand. Why is Balaam a bad guy in the in the Old Testament or in the Torah? Why is he a bad guy? He said a lot of good things over Israel. That's true. Some of the things that he said, he that you guys even use in your prayers, and that's true. And I've heard it said. But what did Balaam really do? He gave a he gave a uh, uh, advice to the Amalek. He said, "If you'll send your daughters in there and assimilate right. with the Jews, wow, you can defeat the wow. Jewish nation." And what has Christianity done over the last two thousand years? We've gone in, we've said, you know what? If you accept our faith, assimilate with us, come eat ham sandwiches with us. Interesting. Get free. Interesting. You've just destroyed the whole nation. You've Excellent. just destroyed the, the, the Jewish identity. It would have been a mytholo- mythology class in a, in a university mm-hmm. somewhere, an elective uh, that would have been forgotten altogether. But no, it, it didn't happen, thank God, because God is God. And for me to stand in that vineyard and to see this Jew walking fully, to see you living in a fraught today, that is a sign to me that my faith is real. Sure. You know, that we sure. have an important responsibility to come and do those Isaiah passages that say, that we need to comfort Israel, that we need to support Israel, that we need to strengthen Israel. Um, that's our that's our place. Excellent. And so my conversations uh, with Mike were on that, and he was he would always ask me, "Tell me more about the land." So I want to I want to pause again and come back to that because I'm fascinated that he's as fascinated with the prophecies and 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 I don't know how long these conversations you've been having with Mike Bickle have been going but but it's a relatively new unintended revelation and and let's overlay that with the uh with, with the prayer and also some of the things that were controversial but before we do I just have to say this I don't know if you know this I didn't grow up orthodox I've had a ham sandwich it's not that good. It's just smoked meat. And I can, yeah, yeah. we can live without the ham sandwich. Yeah. 
It's not, it's not that big a deal. It, nah. It's just, we, in Tennessee, we definitely created pork as a, as a big deal. Though. That's, yeah, indeed. That's, well, there's stuff that for barbecue, but okay. Well, let's take a break and come right back. If you're like most people in the world, you know about the Holocaust, but never met, much less interacted with a Holocaust survivor or heard their stories of suffering and survival. With the remaining elderly survivors dying at an unprecedented pace, in less than a generation, there will be none alive. Yet, while they did survive, and for that we need to celebrate them, many still suffer trauma from their youth. As they age, they have increasing needs. And living on fixed incomes, sometimes with no pension, things as simple and essential as basic foods, heating in the winter, medicine, and inflation can push someone over the line from surviving to struggling again. It can create stress in their lives that reminds them of the suffering they endured as young people. It's just not acceptable that anyone who suffered as much should struggle with basic needs or any undue stress in their twilight years. I want to invite you to join the Genesis 123 Foundation to bless the survivors. Yes, we pray that you'll donate personally and do so generously. And when you do, we also give you the opportunity to send your personal blessings and words of encouragement to the survivors themselves to brighten their day and let them feel your love. Having been privileged to provide financial resources to help survivors on a day-to-day basis, I know it makes a difference and is very appreciated. But your personal note that we translate into Hebrew, Russian, or Yiddish really makes them smile and warms their heart. I pray you'll join us by going to genesis123.co slash hug a survivor. That's genesis123.co slash hug a survivor. And please share this with others. We can't undo the suffering that they endured. And there's no limit to what the needs are, but we can never do too much to comfort them in their final years. Please join us. God bless you. Okay, Tommy, um, this is great. This is fascinating. I always love talking to you. It's enlightening to me. For me, it's not a new conversation with you um, or in general, but I, but I think a lot of listeners are provoked, troubled, opening their eyes. Um, and you're having these conversations with Mike Bickle. Now, not that he's the end all, but he's the one who put this vision together that had millions and millions of Christians around the world. There was some controversy about that because initially, and maybe even still, I don't know, I haven't looked at the website. A lot of the website about what are we praying for was praying for the salvation of the Jewish people. Um, talk about your whatever you're allowed to share, whatever you're comfortable sharing, your conversations with him relating to the prophecies, prophecies of the land, and how that's evolved. Um, because that's not what much of the church still advocates for. My conversation with Mike and with with the 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 staff at at, at uh, was always really positive. We. We talked about the hard things, and we talked about, and 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 it seemed to be that the discussions were always respectful. They didn't throw me out of the room. They didn't. They, not they, only that, they kept inviting you back. They kept called. They wanted to have a conversation, yeah. and I think that that's important that we have the conversation. Correct. Um, Jewish identity is 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 a very important uh, 
it's important for us to understand what that means to Israel, what it means to our faith. And I think it's a it's a um, it's also something that I'm still growing in. I don't have a, uh, a you know a full understanding of it. I'm I'm growing in it almost every day. Um, but Mike, and, and, and to I, I was it was really a blessing to me to have these conversations with people that were really interested in. What I had seen, because he asked me one time, I remember, he said, how long have you been in Israel? I said, at the time, it was 18 years. You know, I had been, this was just a couple of years ago. I said, 18 years. And he said, you know what? You Because I was saying things very, and sometimes it's personal to me. It, it has become personal. Very much. And I was saying things hard in a, in a very direct way. And he goes, you know what? You have, you have the place of speaking with authority because you, you have, you, you've lived this, you, you're part of that. And I want to get, I want to understand where you're coming from, but you're not just a new kid on the block. No, even though 18 years is not a long time, you know, respectively, right. Relatively. Uh, But it is a long, it is a long time in our life. It's a big chunk of my life that I've been here and walking where we've walked. And so he, he showed me a lot of respect and, and, and I, he's just a good person. You know, he's just a, he's a great person. Um, and there are a lot of really good people that are in, that make up Christianity. And you know, a lot of, you you know, a lot of those really great people and your stories of, you know, uh, we could go on and on about good stories, but that Kristen, that you've had, relationships with Christians. Um this this whole thing, it wasn't he didn't come to me and say, hey Tommy, I'm thinking about he just came out with it. I heard it uh through friends. I, I have a friend uh Dean By that's that's uh actually in Kansas City right now. He's he's uh, with Return Ministries working on Aliyah. He's a good he's also a good a good uh a good Christian. We have a lot of conversation. He has a, a lot of Orthodox Jews that he studies the, the Bible with. Uh, and, and, uh, and so we're in different ways. We're, we're, uh, we're cooling down some paths. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he also allowed me to, to, he's the one that kind of pulled me into the conversation with Mike. Uh, and I really, you know, really appreciated that that him doing that but um you know we have a long way to go we have a we have a there's a lot for us to learn but in the process it's important jonathan that we that we continue to having the discussion i can't emphasize that enough that because in the discussion it's not like i'm coming with my full-on rightness i want to say righteousness but my right like i'm I'm not coming into the room saying, you know what? I've got it all. I've got all the answers. What we have to do is we have to just have a discussion. And if we're not talking, what did the Jews and Christians not do for the last 2000 years? We never talked to each other. Correct. We never shared. We never, we never had these, these meetings together. We never had what I'm having here on this mountain. And 
what a what a what an opportunity, what a blessing I've had to still be deeper in my faith. Now, this is a hard thing for maybe people to understand. I'm deeper in my faith, in my Christian faith, than I was 19 years ago. I, I, I love how you up. just said that because I, I, I say it differently, but I always say I'm a better person and a better Jew because of my interaction within building bridges among Christians. No question. That's the way, that's the way it should be. Yeah. That's the way it should be. So, and, um, yeah, go ahead. But the, but, but the, uh, obviously, you know, when you have, uh, when you're gathering, uh, initially we had 5 million people sign up for the, for the prayers, for the fast and to pray every day. We're committed to pray every day. What a, you know, pray for Israel, pray for the salvation. You know, sometimes, you know, we pray, we don't, we, do we have full understanding of what our, of our prayers, the things that we ask for, you know, when, when a, when a Christian prays for the salvation of Israel, they may not understand what salvation is for Israel or what it, what well, it may, what they, they may understand what they, they, they understand what they think it ought to be. They may, they, they do. They think they do have a believe that they have an understanding of that, but salvation is, is a lot deeper than an elevator pitch in a, in a, uh, right. You know, in a hotel somewhere. So uh, let me, let, let me divert. I want to like take a, a, a bypass road. Um, a good analogy for where we both live. Um, why you 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 live among us? You have been here a while. It's almost a generation. What would be interesting to to go back while we have to update your bio? Be interesting yeah. to like 19 years ago when you came here. How many grandchildren did you have? Um, none. Okay, so seeing seeing not just your faith flourish but your family and the family is behind your ministry the part into integral part of your ministry it's amazing but you know jewish people like you've never like you've never known before and like most christians don't why is it problematic for jews help a christian who's listening understand now why it's problematic whether it's on a website for 21 days of fasting and praying or someone who just gets off an airplane and decides to stand on Ben Yehuda Street in Jerusalem and say, "Hey, can I talk to you about Jesus?" Why is that problematic for Jewish people? Why? How do How do you explain that to Christians? Well, I think it it it, it actually the uh, it culminates in almost everything that we've talked about so far because the underlying the elephant in the room is Jewish identity okay. and how how what what is the fear why. You know, in some ways, we you know, we had to keep we had to do things differently. I, I look things now very, very strange, strangely different than I did, and obviously different than I did twenty years ago. But when Jews, when uh, Christians started keeping Sunday instead of Sabbath, yes. because we started off as a you know this Jewish group okay. two thousand yeah. years, it was yeah. a Jewish group. They were keeping Shabbat. Why did they go to Sunday? Well, because God is bigger than all of us. Uh, you know, we we started going off in a different direction. We couldn't do Passover anymore. We had to do Easter. We couldn't do we couldn't do the the feast. We had to do Christmas. We couldn't do Tabernacles. Like we couldn't do those things because that was th- those those were markers for you. 
And what the the problem is is that right now there pro- there may be people listening to this show right now that that are really in their heart of hearts believe that that Jonathan Felstein needs to needs to ask Jesus into his heart in order to hit for him to be fully saved. Right. Because we have this belief that, and this is a hard statement and, and, and that we have a belief that if you, you know, only it's only through Jesus, only through Yeshua that you can be saved. And so that, that fuels that, perspective or that or that missionary mindset or that missionary fervor what i'm saying is here and here's a hard thing for christians and i'm going to say this try to say it as clear as i can the when and i'm going to try to give i'm going to give an example here when we had we lost two young men here in harbor and and i knew these young men um when you say we lost them we these these this these two young men 19 and, and 21 years old here in Harbraka were were shot driving through a, a, an Arab town here in Awara right uh in in the in Samaria just right below us down here um i had people calling me saying I'm grieving today at the loss of these two young men. And I'm grieving more because they're that they're that I know that they're in hell right now. Oh. And I and I'm I'm really dealing with this because it's it's and my question automatically and please you know here in my heart my my question became let me ask because this is a question i think christianity has to understand the desecration of our own faith the the horrible presentation and, and please don't you know don't take this as a jew the wrong the wrong way i'm not i'm not giving room for for a missionary deal here but i'm saying how if our objective was to to encourage to bless God's elect, what what if the New Testament? What if what if our faith as Christians was solely responsible for bringing understanding to Jews like our relationship yeah. to encourage to say your God reigns? Go back to the land. Stop desecrating the name of God as you're in, you know, back in New York or wherever, you know, the, your family's from. Right. Stop desecrating the name because Ezekiel 36 tells us when the Jews return to the land of Israel, his name is hallowed. We've been praying that. Right. Hallowed be your name. We have a prayer that right. actually right. hallows God's name. The hallowing of God's name and his own definition is Jews returning and rebuilding the land of Israel. What if that was our responsibility? What is the consequence? The question is from my, my Christian brothers, what is the consequence for not doing that? Oh, consequence. What do you think God, what do you think God's going to do 
to a group of people that he wanted to to be a blessing to his elect, to his people. And we horrifically went against everything that God wanted us to do. Yeah. Everything. What's the consequence for that? And I'm saying, God help us. Right. In my mindset, God help us. We have got to redeem. I don't know, because when Luther was writing his terrible things about the Jewish people and about Judaism, you honestly, Israel was desolate. Correct. The Jews were, they looked damned. You know, honestly. Let's yeah, be, you, you could make the case that they was that God was done with the Jews. Right. What's happening right now, though, Jonathan? Different. Not God is making a presentation that we we better get it because Zechariah, right. the prophet, says he only gives us two options. Stand with Jerusalem, stand with Israel, or not. And the not is not a good thing. Correct. It's not a, there's not a good there's not a good outcome. And if you're saying that if you accept Jesus in some elevator pitch and it has nothing to do with that standing where you stand, then you better, you're mocking God for one. Wow. You're mocking God. Wow. And this is, this is wow. my, my position or my place in the healing, begging Christians. To finally come back to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jesus even tells us, he was praying for his disciples, God, I have given them your name. In John chapter 17, I have given them your name. Has God changed his name? No. 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 And so we 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 have to get a hold of what our place is. Stop. Christians have to stop desecrating the name. The name of God, the name of our Messiah. I mean, honestly, stop desecrating Jesus. Jews are tearing their shirts. They don't there are other messiahs that, that okay. Jews have 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 acknowledged or believe is a messiah. They're not tearing their shirts with with those with those Jewish no. Correct. They're tearing their shirts. Because of our faith, because we have so desecrated our our faith. And our faith should not be a faith. You shouldn't run when you see me coming. We should have a great relationship. It should be, man, I feel strong yeah. when I'm Tommy. And I'm with this family. And I'm with the volunteers that are coming here. I'm strong. Yeah. I don't want you to ever eat a ham sandwich. And if I saw you eating a ham sandwich, I would knock it out of your hand and knock it out of your, I, no, you're going to be a good Jew. You're <laughs> going to be a good Jew. That's, that is first and foremost on my, my agenda. All right. And I'm sorry, but we got to get this. We have to get it. All right, Tommy, this is amazing. Um, I want to take one more quick break and then come back to that <laughs> Um, and I love that this was not scripted because I didn't know where the conversation was going to go, but you've actually just set me up for, I think, the beginning of a, a good conclusion, but how good it is, is going to depend on you. So no pressure. Hold on. Here we come.
I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill, they are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. All right, Tom, <clears throat> you, were, you were just talking about wanting us to be good Jews and Christians to realize that and and Martin Luther and how wrong he was and and and, and, and earlier earlier in the conversation I wanted to interrupt him and, and we use it in different languages but in um in at least our liturgy and our prayers there's the phrase um Reshit Smichat Gulateno the beginning of the dawn of our redemption right this is it we're in it uh, it's the state of Israel and 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 it's still not something that all Christians get but but and and by the way, not enough Jews get. So I take your charge very seriously about our our end of the equation. But having said that, um, a lot of Jews approach Christians, relations with Christians, with maybe at best distrust, dislike. Um, today I was in my local post office where some month, year, a year ago, a year ago, exactly a year ago, I went in to ask if he could get me any of the, if they could get me any of the stamps that Israel issued celebrating Christianity in the land. This young man who works in the post office, I shouldn't say it, but I am anyway. And he's, he, he, he didn't spit, but he was like, Christians. And, and I didn't, I, I didn't have the patience then to get into a whole conversation, but a lot of Jews are very uncomfortable at best distrustful don't don't like see agendas that goes from the religious to the secular and i take that on as part of my responsibility building bridges to break down those barriers easy that that's where i get probably the most pushback uh, at the end the last day of the 21 days of fasting and praying right. there was a big gathering in the southern steps of the temple mount i wasn't here i don't know but I've heard from people who were there that it was really unpleasant. I don't remember who it was. Oh, I do remember who it was, but I won't use that person's name. Said that in all of their time in Israel, they felt the most unsafe and most uncomfortable. It was hostile. It was downright hostile. It got. It, it could have gotten really violent. Um, yes. Help, help Christians... Help. Who are listening understand why it was the last day. I think most people who showed up 
didn't know who was organizing it, didn't know that there was any kind of um, uh, replacement theology belief that we need, that they, we, that they needed, that we're praying for the salvation of the Jewish people. Christians just showed up. Hey, it's like, a, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like a dog whistle. Prayer, Israel. Yeah, I'm there. And, and lots and lots of people showed up and that was intuitive. But it was, it was, it was probably one of the lows that we've had certainly in recent times. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't go. Um, no, none of us in, in the IUBO actually went because we, the last day actually culminated with a couple of organizations uh, that I talked about the 5 million people that came in and these were sure. And obviously the 5 million, there's going to be a, a big portion of that that's still praying, you know, Jonathan do, you know, repeat after me and, you know, right. we'll do the, right. the, uh, the, the 32nd Christian deal and then, and, and convert. And give me a hand. Um, the, the last day though, there was a huge, there were several organizations that came in on the last day and uh, they were uh, Christians that were praying that had particular uh, prayers that like the month before they prayed for the salvation of uh, Muslims. They had, uh, it was on Ramadan, the last day of Ramadan, they were praying for the salvation of Muslims. And and this was uh, the, this particular day was a day that they, this organization, which had, like a hundred million intercessors all over the world. Um, huge amount. They were, they were focusing on the salvation of Israel and the salvation of Israel would have been the same way they were praying for the Jews. They were praying or the same way they were praying for the Muslims. They were praying for the Jews. Okay. The Jews uh, in Israel are looked at in most of these organizations as part of the what we call the 1040 window in Christianity. It's uh, and that's a little bit. I'm not going to go into how, what that means exactly, but you, Israel is still looked at as a lost people. You know, sure. this is a, you know a lost lost people, uh, which is really really sad to me, because again, my 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 thing is is that Christianity, I, I'm worried about. Uh, my name is Thomas, and in Thomas in Christianity oh. was a is is used as one of the disciples of Jesus that was the doubter. He was always looking for the proof, you know. And for me, it's it's very it's 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 frustrating to me that we don't really understand the very the significance of of Israel, and we've been talking about that. But what happened is, is that that particular day. The leadership, uh, well-meaning leaders, I, I, I know, I know them. I don't know them very well. Mike, Mike was not there. Mike was in the in Kansas City. Didn't come to Israel. Uh, but these leaders are, and 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 even some of them have even had, actually said to me, have actually they've actually said to me, you know, uh, Tommy would love. I would, I need to sit with you. This Israel thing is is new. It's it's it, this revelation has just come to me over the last year or whatever. Last summer, I got this word or whatever, and and uh, I know you've been in this for a long time. I want to sit with you. I would love to talk to you. Um, 
that that hasn't happened yet, but there is that that place they they would like to have discussions. And and I hope it happens. I hope I hope there is an opportunity for me to share. Uh, I say I call it the gospel. You know the 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 uh, <laughs> the the it's good news. This is not bad news. What I'm saying. Yeah. I had, I tell you a little short story. I had this that same pastor that I told you about the. So these this guy came from the Chamberlain Regional Council, the Samaria Regional Council. Came over was going to meet these pastors. He you know he wants to meet these guys and and welcome them and, and be nice and. And uh, but he came in before we actually met with the pastors. He came in and said, he said, Tommy, I've been looking at the word gospel. And he said, you know, you know what it means? I said, yeah, it means he said, he said, it means good news. He said, it means good news. He said, you know, it doesn't seem like to me that you guys have really shared good news with us. Mm. And I said, I looked at him and I said, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm sincerely sorry. I said, but I said, would you like for me to share the gospel with you? And he kind of, his eyes got real big. Yeah. Like, Oh no, I've done, I've, I've asked for it. I've actually, you know, told Tommy, I don't understand the gospel. Please share it with me. And I said, (laughs) said, here it is. I said, today, I said, today we planted 300 trees in it tomorrow. He said, wow, that's good news. I said, there you go. And and I and in that little statement, Christians are look, listening to this maybe and saying, you know, I don't get it. To to Jewish people, good news is seeing that vine being planted, seeing that house being rebuilt, just as the prophet said would happen. To see a tree being planted in a desolate place today. Yesterday, we planted 300 more trees here in Harbor Cobb. Today, we planted 300 more. We planted 600 trees in the last the last two days. Tomorrow, we're shifting in on a Mount Ebal at Joshua's altar. We're going to be, we're hauling it out of the territory. We should be, we should be doing an archaeological dig there, but we're having to go in and dig it out and actually take it to another place to actually go through uh-huh. the stuff because the, the areas, and this is a whole different deal but i don't want to get off of yeah okay but the 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 problem then in in the in what's disturbing is and i'm going to be really and i'm going to go back to that to the event that happened that day honestly you know for me i i i my heart is with those jewish protesters even though wow it was not good deal it was not smart because unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to say this very carefully. The Messianic community here is building on a, a narrative of, of persecution. But the horrible, the horrible reality is that it's they're building on this because in the church, there's still this undercurrent of replacement. The, I mean, there's still okay. this under, undercurrent of of anti-Semitism, yeah, Jew hatred. Yeah. So when you're when you're a believer, believing Jew in in Israel, and you're saying Jews are persecuting you, you're going to get traction. Interesting. You're going to get traction. And so what happened was that the horrible thing that I wanted to say to these the Jews is you're just falling into place 
the 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 you're you're emboldening now you're 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 really encouraging those people who are saying the jews are not saved or the jews need jesus you're just you're just saying it in a in a louder voice mm-hmm. of what 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 happened there that wow day. that's bold and so this is not good at on the other side is that christianity is not getting why those Jews are bad, except they're not they're not getting the wound and the pain and the two thousand year deal. Some of them do, some of them got, some of them understand it. But a majority of the people in the world, the Christians that are watching that, no, are building on this horrible story of Jewish people persecuting Christians after that. I, I can't even hardly say it. Like how? Can we even talk about that? And yet that's a story that's being being put out there right now. Sure. And so I'm saying it in fear and trembling because it's 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 hard for me to because you know, again, these I, I, I don't you know, it's not my place to say what Jews believe and what they don't believe. I don't it, this is not my my mission is to get Christians here to understand the, the 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 messianic vision from our faith, and to get us at the house of prayer for all nations, and to be not to be Jewish, not to not to 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 walk in our prophetic calling as Gentiles, as nation yeah. as nations, not not to become Jewish or not to replace the Jewish people, but understand why the Jewish people would have a difficult time with what happened there on, on that Sunday, you know, what, what Christians celebrate as Pentecost. Well, on that Sunday, but it was the culmination. It happened to be that Sunday, but it's, but it's a, uh, a phenomena that exists among Jews. And I, I don't want to say Judaism, but there is that, as we discussed earlier, discomfort, distrust, and that's inbred from we, you know, if we're, we're people that go back to celebrate the exodus from Egypt and Abraham coming to the land. We're going back 4,000 years. Um, so sure, we're going to remember right. persecution from 500 years ago and... Right and more recent um thank you for sharing this you know as i said at the outset it's a mistake of mine that we haven't had a conversation like this in now two years that we've that i've been doing this podcast um i like to make a commitment we say in 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 hebrew without a vow that i'd like to continue this conversation much sooner than that it's enlightening and 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 i want to say to everyone listening if your eyes have been opened or if you're real uncomfortable, what Tommy and I are talking about a lot is dialogue, the point of dialoguing. And I don't, and I don't ever approach it to change anyone, but to understand. And, and I love for people to share answers and maybe set us up for the next conversation between you and I, and maybe even bring in some other um, people. Maybe this needs to be, you know, two, three years ago, 
when I started the, the inspiration from Zion, it was a webinar. It was interactive. Podcasts are not interactive. We rely on people to listen, send some questions. Maybe this needs to be that. And, and I'd like to, um, please God, we can, we can continue this and that you and, and all of the children and 44 and counting grandchildren and everyone that you bring here and everything that you do will, be, will continue to be met with success, with the blessing that God promises and is obviously uh, bestowing upon you and that you play your role and I'll play my role and all of our other friends in this game, we can continue to build on this and, and, and uh, look to the future. Tommy Waller. Um, last, last thing, how can people be in touch with you and Ayovel? It's pretty simple. Um, we're here to serve Israel. Uh, that's, that's our, to serve you, to, to comfort you. We've been talking about that a lot in this podcast, but serveisrael.com. Okay. One more. Great. Serveisrael.com. Great. And you'll go there and, and find out, you can, we'll find out about our Greening Israel project, our, our documentary that we just put out, uh, uh, back in the spring, uh, green, our last year, actually, um, Greening Israel, uh, documentary. You'll find all of that stuff. You'll find out how to how to come and how to how to volunteer, uh, how to get into the projects that we're that we're getting into. We're we're actually doing a lot of things right now down in in your neck of the woods as well. Oh yeah, so come visit. So uh, Judea. So uh, so it's and also uh, in Jerusalem, we're doing a lot at the City of David. We're doing uh, doing projects. Uh, uh, so get your hands, you know, get invested. I think that that's the biggest thing that Highville does is it invests people. You're, you're not going to leave this way. Excellent. Beautiful. Tommy Waller, Ayovel, dear friend, visionary, fellow combatant in this uh, tremendous uh, privilege that we have building bridges. Thank you for joining me today on Inspiration from Zion. As always, I also want to thank our podcast sponsors. First of all, the Willowbrook Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. If you're ever in the area and need something or just want to pop in and thank them, for uh, sponsoring conversations like this, please do so. And special fan- thanks to our friends, the Coin family, as well, for their meaningful sponsorship. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations. So please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and to build bridges um, right here as we do. I'm honored and I'm really um, humbled that because of so many dear friends who listen and follow and are always offering generous to, to sponsor individual episodes. Um, July 2nd, my eldest son got married to a, a beautiful, wonderful woman. And we're so blessed. And a, a couple of people said, Hey, can we sponsor? We would, we didn't get to go to the wedding. Can we sponsor this episode in, in, the, in honor of Natan and Eliza? Um, so I'm wow. Getting teary eyed and grateful for that. Thank you. This is in honor of my, son and and new daughter-in-law. If you'd like to sponsor an episode in honor or memory of a loved one or a special occasion, please be in touch at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. As always, we'd love to hear your comments as part of a dialogue. We talked about that a lot today and invite you to send any questions and comments, especially you have uh, any questions you have about traditional Judaism for our Ask the Rabbi programs. Please share this with others who will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics 
relating to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and all your loved ones are safe and healthy. And I send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.